Hello everyone, this is Jim Lucy, Editor-in-Chief for Electrical Wholesaling and Electrical Marketing with the November 22nd edition of the Today's Electrical Economy Podcast sponsored by Champion Fiberglass. The company began producing epoxy fiberglass conduit fittings in 1988 and in 1989 developed the first conduit from epoxy resins that had flame resistance and low smoke characteristics. This met the most stringent codes and specifications. In today's broadcast, we'll take a look at several economic forecasts to help you with your market planning for next year. We'll also give you a sneak peek of the national forecast for Electrical Wholesaling's 2022 sales estimates. As always, we'll review some of the key weekly economic indicators that'll give you a sense of where the electrical economy may be headed in the coming weeks. Those indicators are initial unemployment claims at the state level, rail freight car traffic, the Baker Hughes rig count, oil prices, and copper prices. Our thanks again to sponsoring today's Electrical Economy series of podcasts for 2021. They're also going to be sponsoring this series for next year as well. We're delighted to be working with Champion Fiberglass for this year and next. For the week ending November the 13th, the advanced figure for seasonally adjusted initial claims was 268,000, a decrease of 1,000 from the previous week's revised level. This is the lowest level for initial claims since March 14, 2020, when it was 256,000. The unemployment rate edged down by 0.2% to 4.6% in October, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. These six states had decreases of at least 1,000 employees for unemployment claims for the week ending the 13th of November. Those states are Kentucky, which was down 8,728, Tennessee with a decrease of 4,148, Ohio with a decrease of 3,535, Michigan with a decrease of 3,313, Texas with a decrease of 1,335, and the District of Columbia with a decrease of 1,082. These five states had the biggest increases in unemployment for the week ending the 13th. Those these states are California with an increase of 6,431, Massachusetts with an increase of 2,146, Pennsylvania with an increase of 1,906, Minnesota with an increase of 1,704, and Wisconsin with an increase of 949 claims. An interesting leading economic indicator for the overall U.S. economy is freight rail traffic because it's a measure of the amount of raw materials and finished goods being shipped by rail. The best source for this data is the American Association of Railroads, or AAR. It publishes this data weekly on its website, www.aar.org. That website also has a lot of other good information on freight rail traffic if that's an area of interest for you. For the week ending November the 13th, Total U.S. weekly rail traffic was 502,613 carloads and intermodal units, which is down 4.7% compared with the same week last year. The year-to-date data looks a bit better. For the first 40, 44 weeks of 2021, U.S. railroads reported a cumulative volume of 10,192,237 carloads, which is up 7.4% from the same point last year, according to AAR. The data also looks positive when you break down freight into the various freight categories. Petroleum and petroleum products was the only category with a year-to-date decrease. It came in at a 3.9% decline. Metallic ores and metals had a 25.6% increase, and coal was up 11.6% when you compare it to last year. If you track the oil market, you're probably familiar with the Baker Hughes rig count, which tracks the oil and gas rigs that are operating. The data is available by state, by basin, and nationally at www.rigcount.bakerhughes.com. 
This slide gives you an idea of the largest oil and gas deposits. It really gives you a good sense of just how many of the large oil plays are in Texas and Oklahoma, and how big an area the Marcellus gas region covers in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and parts of West Virginia. One thing I learned from this chart as well is that New Mexico also has quite a big oil reserve that spreads into the Texas area. There's a little more change than usual in the oil rig count, but that's based entirely on an increase of six rigs in the Permian Basin, which is now up to 278 operating rigs. That's 154 more rigs that were operating last year at this time in this important oil play in Texas. This chart shows you just how much of all oil activity is concentrated in just a few states. More than 80% of all the operating rigs are currently in five states, and almost half of them are in Texas. Along with Texas, the other states in the top four are New Mexico with 83 rigs, Louisiana with 49 rigs, Oklahoma with 44 operating rigs, and North Dakota with 23 operating rigs. The other states with operating oil rigs include Pennsylvania with 18, Wyoming with 15, Colorado with 12 rigs online, West Virginia with 11 online, California with 10 online, Ohio with 10 online, Utah with nine online, and Alaska with six land rigs online. Oil rigs are tracking close to their 50-day average, but they're off the recent peak of $80 a barrel. On Monday, the 22nd of November, they're right around $78 per barrel. Economists like to call copper pricing Dr. Copper because it's a leading economic indicator for future economic activity since copper is used in so many industries. The construction industry is among the leading markets because of its use in wiring cable and copper plumbing pipe. Economists are watching copper prices closely as a sign of inflation as well. Copper prices have slid back a little bit over the past two weeks at the $4.30 range. It will be interesting to see if they hold at this level or retrace their path from earlier this year when they climbed from $3.77 per pound and gained a dollar a pound all the way up to $4.70 a pound in late spring. Let's spend a little time right now to help you with your 2022 market planning on some of the economic forecasts that we've been looking at over the past couple weeks. We're going to take a look at the electrical wholesaling market planning guide forecast and the AIA consensus construction forecast. There's also some pretty good news on the overall general economy where most of the forecasters looking at GDP for the United States are coming in at about a 4% increase. There's also, uh, we talked last uh, broadcast about the uh, Dodge forecast, which was up 6% for total construction sales, and that's after a 12% increase for 2021. So both are looking pretty good. Uh, we also we regularly discuss the electrical price index on these podcasts, and they, they have definitely a point of concern. They've uh, Fortunately, actually, the price index uh, decreased for October, but overall prices were up 15% for the year, and those were led, as you well know, by wire and cable, which are up over 30%. We'll be publishing our Electrical Wholesaling 2022 sales forecast very soon, but I thought I'd give listeners to this podcast a sneak peek. We had over 200 people respond to the sales forecast for survey this year. And for next year, their full-line distributors are expecting a 9.7% increase. That's after a 2021 increase. They told us that uh, up 10%. Total sales are, came in at $143.2 billion as a forecast for next year. Uh, I do urge you, if you're looking at the overall market forecast, to take a look at the data that's coming in from Discorp as well. Chris Sokol does a terrific job with that, and it's a good idea to get a couple of different forecasts so you can plot your course on where you think total sales may be. 
I also like to regularly take a look at the forecast information that comes in from the American Institute of Architects. Kermit Baker, their chief economist, puts together their construction consensus construction forecast, which integrates the forecast from the seven of the leading and really, to, as far as I know, the biggest forecasters in the construction market, Dodge Data Analytics, IHS Economics, Moody's Analytics, FMI, Construct Connect, Associated Building and Contractors, Wells Fargo Securities, and Markstein Advisors. When you take their individual forecasts and pull them for next year, they're coming up with a 4.6% for the all-important non-residential category. That's after a decrease forecasted this year of minus 3.9%. Next year, they're also looking at increases in the commercial total at 5.4% increase, a slight decrease in office at minus 1.1%, a increase in retail their commercial construction of 5.8%, a large increase in hotel construction of 18.9% and an industrial total increase of 4.8%. They see institutional up 3.6%, health being up 4.4%. The education market, they're looking at a 3.6% increase for 2022 after a 2.1% uh, decline. Religious facility construction, they expect to be down 0.9%. Public safety, they see a 0.1% increase after a 0.21% decline. Amusement and recreation swings to positive, 6.0% increase in 2022, after they see a 2021 decrease of 9.9%. When you look at the AIA cons consensus construction forecast, I always find it interesting to look at the individual forecast that they provide that you can get to at AIA.org, and it's an interactive chart there, so you can see exactly how each of the different economists are looking at the totals. And as you might expect, there can be a pretty wide range in their different forecasts. Um, they, as I mentioned, they did average out at 4.6% increase for non-residential construction, but look at some of the other folks, look at the, the wide range of forecasts we have, and these are all very, very uh, good construction economists, all legitimate forecasters in their own right, but they they, are t they all have different takes on the market. Let's take a look at them. Uh, we mentioned Dodge Data Analytics for this non-residential total at 4.7%. IHA's economics was the lowest at 0.7. Moody's Analytics, which provides some terrific data on the overall economy, they're looking at an 18.8 .8 increase in non-residential construction, and I'm sure contractors would love to see that happen. Uh, the rest of the forecast came in pretty in a pretty uh, narrow band and all, all things said fairly close to the uh, median forecast of 4.6%. Uh, we had FMI come in at 1.5%, Construct Connect at 2.9%, Associated Building Contractors came in with a 3% forecast for 2022 non-residential total construction, and Wells Fargo Securities came in at a 2.3% increase while Marxian Advisors came in at 2.9% increase. Another good tool at AA.org that I would recommend you take a look at is the monthly information they provide in an architecture buildings index, which is a survey of architects looking at their billings and contracts that are coming in. That's a good leading indicator. It projects out, I believe it's in the uh, six to 18 month range, if I'm not mistaken on that. Uh, we do provide a, a brief on that in electrical marketing newsletter each, each uh, every month. So that's another thing to take a look at. Well, I find that to be an interesting and Kermit Baker, their chief economist provides some good analysis of the uh, Billings Index. So good, good economic indicator to be taking a look at for sure. That wraps up things today for podcast for our, I guess you could call it our Thanksgiving week podcast. Again, a special thanks to the folks at Champion Fireglass for sponsoring the Today's Electrical Economy podcast series in 2021. And as we just found out that they'll be sponsoring again for 2022.
Please give me a shout if there's any other type of economic data that you would like to be covering these podcasts. I'm getting some great feedback from folks that are regular listeners on here, and I do like to incorporate what the people have been telling what they would like us to look at. Our next presentation will be Monday, December the 6th. Have a great Thanksgiving holiday. Hope you get a chance to spend some good time with friends and family. Stay healthy. Be good, and I'll look forward to chatting with you again on Monday, December the 6th.